three, Bunny. Act three. Act three. My God, it's act three. Yes, Bunny, my friend. It is time once again for the long-awaited third act of the Pope on Film podcast. And it is said third act, wherein we finally, inoventually, which is a word coined by legendary businessman Jack Donaghy, where we finally get around to discussing our all-new, same great taste, but with half the calories, so get yours today, Movie of the Week! And this week on the show, we're discussing a ridiculously low-budget film from 2019 or 2020 that basically no one saw, which I think is truly a crime, a film called VH Yes! Yes. I love this movie. I don't know if I love it yet. I, I I found it surprisingly better than it seems. If that makes Shoot. sense. Like they got Umbro's security systems. <laughs> I just love the the accurate 80s security system commercial that ends in a bloodbath. Yes. That ends with a young girl covered in blood. I yes. love that so much. That was the first bit that really caught my attention. I also love the man and woman who are doing a home shopping show where they're divorced and that keeps seeping into the things that they're selling. Yes. And who Which is he? He is somebody. related. Oh, that's Thomas Lennon. He starred in MTV's The State and then moved on to so many other things. Reno 911. Uh, other things. He's a screenwriter, too. And, and Oh, yeah. He's all over the place. I love Thomas Lennon. He wrote the first two Night at the Museum movies, which were pretty good. Yeah. He was in the second one. And he's basically the brainchild behind Reno 911, which is now, which now has all new episodes on Quibi. And even though I love Reno 911 and I love the state, you're not getting me to get Quibi. <laughs> I know no one who has Quibi. I don't see a re- no Quibi. What was he need- the. Was he the gay officer with the mustache? Yes, that was him. And the incredibly short shorts. Yes. Yeah, that was him. Okay. And then uh, the the painting show, Painting with Joan. Yes. Yeah, that was another woman from Reno 911. That was really? sort of the, the yeah, that was sort of, that was like the crazy one. There was the black one and then there was the slutty one and then there was the other one. When it okay. comes to the women in Reno 911, and she was the other one, and I loved her in that. So, so Bunny, yes, uh, let me try and explain why this movie is so important to me. I used to see this seems like so long ago now, a long, long time ago in the before time. Yes, I used to see three movies a week. Three movies a week, every week. That's a lot of movies. That's a goddamn shit ton of movies. Basically, my second home was a movie theater seat. Yes. What I'm trying to say, I saw a lot of movies. 
a lot. From December 2018 to March 2020, I saw two to three movies every single week. Almost always three movies a week, sometimes two movies a week. And, and, and that was it. My last movie in a theater was on March 15th when I saw the controversial movie The Hunt, which I truly enjoyed. But then, because I have severe chronic asthma and that puts me at a very high risk, I am Rapunzel in my house. And I complain about it, but also I know it's for the best so that I, you know, live through this. But uh, I got Rapunzel in my house and all the movie theaters in America shut down. And honestly, I feel stupid saying this, but I feel like I lost a part of me. Yeah. Especially since I learned from this seemingly endless quarantine. I learned that the act of going to a movie theater is exactly what helped me focus on the movie. Because now that I'm home, I have a hard as fuck time trying to focus on movies. Yeah. At home. I, I, I have a hard time focusing on movies. Uh, I can hardly focus on movies to save my goddamn life at home. I just I, I can barely focus on movies at home, and it's crazy because at this moment on my computer, I own all of these brand new movies, movies that I ha- haven't seen, movies that I was supposed to see in a theater. Uh, Batista's My Spy, uh-huh. uh, the the Eric Andre movie Bad Trip. Uh, How to Build a Girl, starring the short uh, class president one from Booksmart. Okay. Uh, Emma, which I was kind of excited to see because yeah, it was a Jane Austen story, but it was it, it had it has like a weird, modern, bizarre, non sequitur sort of twist to it. it like it, like it, it's a it's a tongue in cheek sort of take on on Jane Austen, and I was excited about that. Uh, Vivarium, which is this weird science fiction film that I was excited to see in theaters. All of these movies I'm supposed to see in theaters, and then they didn't come out in theaters, so instead they come out at your home, and I just can't see them on my couch. It feels, and again, I feel weird saying this, it feels like I would be cheating on my movie theater. (laughs) Okay. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes sense, but it's a little weird. Yeah. It's just, I, I was so excited. Like after the hunt, I was going to go and see Emma and I was all excited to get some popcorn and sneak in some like edibles and sit down and relax, drink a soda and watch Emma. And now it's like, oh, you can not, you can't leave your house anymore, but here's a copy of Emma for you to watch at home. And I'm like, oh. Okay, well, maybe I can sneak a soda into my living room. Yeah. It's not the same. It's not the same. No. I don't know. Could be. I really don't like it when people eat my living room. That's a good point. Natasha doesn't like what people eat in the living room. And also, I have popcorn here. I have a lot of popcorn. Shut up! It isn't the same! Don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you... Throw that in my don't, face. Don't theater shame him. Don't theater shame me. Don't you judge me. Don't you put that curse on me, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, so, 
I've been in a movie rut lately, and I've, I, I'm just collecting all of these new movies that I'm never going to watch. And, and I've been pissed off, and I've been upset, and and it's, I have all of these, it, I, and I and I see all of these other people, and I get upset because people are like, "Oh, I just binge watched this, and then I binge watched this, and now I'm going to binge watch this," and it's like I can't sit down and just watch something. Gotta teach second grade to my son. Gotta. Make sure Eleanor doesn't burn the freaking house down. Got to take care of these crazy ass cats. I got like, like how I can't, can't sit down and binge watch Frasier. Is Eleanor in the, in the burning the house down phase? No, but you never know with Eleanor. You never know. You never know with Eleanor. You just got to keep an eye on her because you never know what she's going to do. And like, oh, I just binge watched all of the Marvel movies. And it's like, no, I also can't do that. I would like to, but I just can't do that. And then out of nowhere, I stumble upon a low-budget, quirky little comedy. And I'm like, I'll put this on, but I probably won't watch all of it. Well, number one, it's short, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. The other day, I saw the three-hour director's cut of Batman versus Superman, and yikes. (laughs) Jesus. Christ superstar. So I appreciate the fact that I, here's this movie, and it's interesting, and it's original, and I can pop it in, and like in 72 minutes, it's done. Like, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I just immediately fell in love with this weird, bizarre little movie, and it's gotten me out of my rut. And I'm really excited about that. I, I'm I'm actually out of my rut and can watch movies now thanks to this film. Oh, good. Okay, you're no longer rutless. Yeah, I'm no longer rutless, and I'm psyched about that. So that's that's VH. Yes, to me, it, it got me out of my. It got me out of my. Uh, V VHS is how Steve got his groove back. Yes. Just like how Stella got her groove back. Basically, Bunny, it, the way that I see this is that this is just a cleverly done modern day Kentucky Fried movie or like or like an artsy the groove tube. Yes. Or Amazon Women on the Moon, or like a modern day Putney Swope, or or basically basically twenty twenties Passion of the Christ. But really, any one of those movies you mentioned had more of a budget than this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This this, as far as I can tell, this movie was made solely with a small amount of money that the that the director got from Kickstarter. And also, it, they didn't need a lot of budget because this movie was entirely filmed on VHS and beta tape. The entire film was shot entirely on VHS and beta, which is awesome. Not surprised at that. Yeah. Yeah, but really, how else else would you do that? Yeah, yeah. 
And, but then the thing that I also appreciate this film because it's, it's like a weird, bizarre, quirky comedy and, and this, but also near the end, it gets kind of creepy <laughs> near the end, near the end of this film. It, it becomes a sort of, it's got like a Blair witch project vibe to it. And I dig that, you know? So uh, funny. I was so funny. missing that vibe. Oh, it, it, yeah. When they when they finally go to like the cheerleader, to like the sorority house. Yeah. Near the end. That. Oh, that the whole witch burning thing. Yeah. Yeah, they burned. They burned a woman as a witch because she did a simple magic trick. Yes. I love that entire. I love that entire part. So, buddy, real easy question. Uh, the real easy question that I that I try and ask every week: What is the plot of this week's movie? What is the plot of this week's movie? Did this movie necessarily have a plot, or was it just a series of skits? Basically, it, it has a plot. Uh, a young boy in 1987 gets a. VHS camcorder and doesn't realize that he tapes over his family's his uh, parents wedding video I will say one thing that I don't like about this is that this is a period piece movie and everybody looks like they're in 1987 and this looks very 1987 and the TV shows that this kid records from his cable box at home all look very 1987 but every time the mom shows up, she looks way too 2020. <laughs> like yeah. everyone looks like they could have come straight from 1987, but the goddamn mom is just so 2020 handsome, like hot. Yeah. Modern day. And like, so every time that, that the mom showed up, it like, like I lost, I lost it. I'm like, wow, what a beautiful movie. What a beautiful... Oh, there's the mom. <laughs> but other than that, everything else looked pretty on the nose. I, I'm sure her acting a cr coach would appreciate your critique. Huh. I'm I'm pulling up the movie right now on my computer so I can show... Natasha, what I'm talking about. Like the mom just looked way too modern to be a mom on Christmas Day in 1987. But I really. I re okay, so so this is a 2020 film, or maybe 2019, depending on what website you trust. And anyway, what was all the what with all the movie theaters freaking closed down? Who can tell when a movie is released nowadays? Um, this movie had a limited run in a very small handful of theaters and only made a very small amount of money. But this isn't a big blockbuster. This is the cult film, you know. This isn't the big box office smash hit the movie was written and directed by a guy jack henry robbins 
And when you look into Jack Henry Robbins' background, a lot of things make sense. Like the fact that this is fucking Tim Robin and Susan Sarandon's freaking son. Yeah. That makes sense all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the both of them are in this goddamn movie. I was wondering, like, like, wow, what an amazing movie. What an amazing fucking Susan Sarandon's in this. <laughs> yeah. We we yeah, were thinking yeah, some kind of a relative. And then Tim Robbins is in this too, but he's virtually, he's virtually unrecognizable in his role. Did you see him in this movie? Tim Robbins? No. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. All of a sudden, no. Wasn't he the, uh, the yeah, he's the old that. man who's the, the guy who was investigated. Yeah. You got it first. Thank drama. you. Yeah. He, he, he was, he's the guy who's being investigated in the cop drama clip. Yeah. Now, That's who I was forward, thinking. Yeah. We're getting close. I can feel it. Now fast forward over the part where I explain how I will enact my revenge. Yeah, that guy. This has a really good cast for a cheaply made VHS film. And a large portion of that is that this is Susan Sarandon's freaking son. But beyond mom Tim Robbins and... Dad Tim Robbins and Mom Susan Sarandon. It's got two cast members from the state in Reno 911. That's uh, uh, great. It's got the energy vampire from the TV series What We Do in the Shadows, which is a surprisingly good show. It's on its (laughs) second... It's near the end of its second season right now, and it's really good. I was worried when I heard that they were making a U.S. version of the New Zealand film What We Do in the Shadows. But then I heard that it was going to be written and directed that by Taiki Titi Tafiti, whatever the fuck, and uh, the guy from Flight of the Concords. And that made me feel better about the show. And I've seen all of season one, and I'm just in love with it. And then I haven't started season two yet, but I've got all of the episodes. Freaking... um, it's a really good show, and they the the vampires are sharing a house with another vampire who's a, an energy vampire, and he doesn't drink blood. He just bores people and then feeds off of the energy that he takes away from that. <laughs> and he makes a point of saying, you probably work with one at work, and you don't realize it. <laughs> and he's and he's the guy at he's the guy in the office job who's just like so Hank how are you doing let me tell you about this weekend so as you know I'm really into stamp collecting and that's how he feeds on someone oh and in this movie he's the guy who's doing the like a uh, appraisal show I don't know what you yeah. want me to say it's a, it's just a freaking chair it doesn't even seem to be an old chair so i also am a big fan of actress charlene yi she's an asian woman and she's a comedian and a writer and a musician and a voiceover actress she's in this movie she's the shy punk music show host who needs her parents help hosting the show 
Yes. Yes. Yeah, I love her. She's amazing. And uh, she's been popping up more in acting roles. I think I saw her last year in the movie Jexy and maybe one or two other films. But she she is just she's a really good voiceover actress and she's been in a bunch of shows and she is in one of my favorite animated shows right now. We bear bears. We bear bears. Yes. Uh, we B E A R. We B A R E B E A R S. We bear bears. Okay. And it's about a brown it's about a brown bear and a polar bear and a panda bear who are brothers and who live together in the woods. And eventually they they find a best friend and it's this very young Asian girl who is so advanced that she's taking classes at the local college. And it's voiced by Charlene Yee, who is in this movie. And the best part is they made the character look kind of like her. So, like, I, I was really excited when Charlene Yee popped up. And I'm like, oh, my God! <laughs> She's from We Bear Bears and Steven Universe. And that's freaking adorable. So, the one person I didn't like is the mom, but I mentioned that already. She just... I, I love this movie. I love this... I love how realistic the censored porn looks. Yes. Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of 80s and 90s porn. That's all <laughs> right on the money. That is all right on the money. Right before camcorders were invented, in order to make a pornographic film, you had to film it as a movie. And then... Suddenly in the 80s and 90s with camcorders, anyone can make one, and anyone did, and they're all crap. Yes. Like the quality went way down. And so so the, the censored porn scenes look really good. I really like the painting show. Shoot, they got Umbro security systems. It's all very realistic. It, this movie is set in 1987. I was 10 years old, and back then I was raised by 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 two people who cared a lot about me broadcast television and cable television <laughs> and these two people raised me and turned me into the pop culture monster that i am today and so this is an accurate period piece plus it's short Batman versus Superman. And let me tell you something about watching Batman versus Superman. It is really, really uncomfortable to watch Batman versus Superman and be like, okay, I've, I've made fun of this movie so many times, but I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch it and I'm going to have an open mind. And maybe it's not as bad as I remember. Maybe I just need to have an open executive producer, Steve Mnuchin. <laughs> God Fucking damn it! You mean that piece of shit gave us this piece of shit? <laughs> Fuck that! This is a goddamn Trump-supporting fucking comic book movie! Fuck! <laughs> so yes, noted piece of shit Steve Mnuchin gave us noted shitty film. 
Batman v Superman yawn of justice. So <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't, all of yesterday, I kept trying to explain to my son that the called Batman v Superman Dawn of Just Ice because Batman doesn't want any ice in his soda. But Superman wants the sodas to be full of ice. Yes. And the entire you know conflict in the movie is about the ice. That's why it's Dawn of of uh just ice. And that's it. And the average person, no ice. No ice yep. for them. Whether they want ice or not. Yeah. No ice. And the thing that I like is the fact that this movie is so short that like I feel more comfortable watching this than I would like a much longer film. You know? Like I I can just pop this on. Yeah. And also it's not too dirty cuz it's cable television and 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 you never actually see the porn. It always no. cuts away. So like I I also feel comfortable just like we're all at home and we're bored. I'll pop in VHS. Yeah. You know? I'm I'm comfortable with that. But I love this movie. I really love this movie and it's been a while since I've seen a new movie that I really really like. Especially since I've been like stuck at freaking home. But I really like this film, especially since I'm keeping a running tally right now, Bunny, of all of the movies that I should have seen by now. Okay. Because if movie theaters were open, I would have already seen No Time to Die, The Lovebirds, The New Mutants, The Live Action Mulan, A Quiet Place 2, and Goddamn Black Widow! (laughs) I would have seen the Black Widow movie like three times by now! Yeah. But I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Okay, I'm very bitter. (laughs) But I'm just upset that... That 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 there are that 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 there's this block that's stopping me from watching and enjoying new films, and I feel that now that I've seen VHS and I've fallen in love with this film, that I can open myself up to some other films. I'm ready to start watching movies again. Okay, that's important. Happens about that. Yeah. So that's all I've got for VHS. It's it's cute. It's not the best movie in the world, but like, God damn it, they're just it, it's so weird that I just love it. I just it's, absolutely love it. It's cute. I think I think that's yeah. a pretty good way of describing it. It's yeah. it's not too much. It's yeah. th- there's like nothing you could really say that's actually bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It does what it like intends to do. Yeah. I like it. It's it's funny. It's cute. It's a nice movie to just pop in and just... This is a fun little film. Yes, I agree. You know? Yeah. So, so that's all I've got for this week's film. Now, let's discuss the next week and the weeks after that. 
because it's summer coming up, Bunny. It's summer, and we usually try and do themed summers. And I was going to put a poll up to try and decide what movie should be done next. Should we do this film? Should we do that? Should we do this series? Should we do that series? Maybe we should do the Fast and the Furious. But then I thought, oh, wait, the new Fast and the Furious movie has been postponed until next year. Uh, not that I'm upset about that. Bunny, let me tell you why movie theaters need to open back up, okay? Okay. Right now, due to the coronavirus pandemic, the highest grossing movie of 2020 is the fucking is bad boys for life oh god that shitty ass fucking movie there's no way that that would be the highest grossing movie of 2020 if freaking movie theaters were still a thing (laughs) this is true i'm just pissed about that so I would, so I had a number of different ideas. Maybe we could do this horror movie franchise. Maybe we could do this other horror movie franchise. Maybe Rocky. I've been itching to do the Rocky film. And then I got distracted by deciding what to do for summer. Because sadly, tragically, Fred Willard died yesterday. Yes, he did. And that really hurt me because when I really think about it, when I really think back, Fred Willard has been a thing my entire life. I remember as a child watching Fernwood tonight. I remember as a child growing up like Maxwell's age, watching real people on TV. And Fred Willard was always on there and Fred Willard was hilarious. I remember not necessarily the news Yes. Fred Willard was on that. I remember as a child, I would stay up, I would stay up and watch Sid and Marty Croft's adult political show, which is a a weird ass sentence to say, DC Follies. Yes. You you ever seen this show, Bunny? I remember DC Follies, yes. I didn't really watch it very much. Yeah, for, for a very decided, weird reason, because I yeah, hated the spitting image puppets. Said, yeah, we're gonna make we're gonna make an adult political puppet show, and like all of the different politicians in America had puppets, and oh, there's Reagan and Nixon, and they're drinking and having fun, and oh no, here comes I don't know Noriega. And then the owner of the bar that they would all hang out at was owned by Fred Willard. And I remember Fred Willard's human face interacting with all these weird-ass-looking freaking rubber puppets. And it's just, God damn it, Fred Willard has just always been in my freaking life. And 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 I, I went to the family, and I'm like, you're not going to believe it, Fred Willard died. And I said that to everybody, and everyone said the same thing. They said... Who? (laughs) Fred Willard. Fred Willard died. And they're like, who's that? And I'm like, just wait. Let me Google image search this. Here's a picture. And everyone says the same thing. Oh, yeah, that guy. Because you might not know his name, but you know him because he's been in everything. Yes, he has. In goddamn everything. And then the other, and then when he died, like, I, I was like, I wonder how many things he was on. And so I, I, opened up IMDb 
and I typed in Fred Willard, and then basically my phone exploded. Because <laughs> that's how many things Fred Willard was in. It basically, looking at Fred Willard's IMDb page is like, I wonder what's going to happen when I put these Mentos into this Coke. Yeah. Probably not a lot. And then Fred Willard's IMDb page exploded all over me. And here's the thing with Fred Willard. He's been in a ton of movies. He might not be the biggest role, or he might star in it, or he might co-star in it, or he might have four lines, or he might just be a voiceover actor. And the movie might be great, or it might be a piece of fucking shit, because he was in an air bud. <laughs> he was in a goddamn air bud. But... He has been in a ton of movies. And so, 2020, the summer of Fred Willard. Okay. I have spent all day working on this. I have 17 Fred Willard movies. Okay. Nice. You know how fucking hard it is to find a copy of America-thon, Bunny? Americathon? Did you find real it? Fucking, real fucking hard. Yeah, I got it. Awesome. You know how hard it is to find a copy of, of uh, Bob Newhart's first family? <laughs> that was hard as shit. <laughs> Did you know they made an African-American comedy parody of Fifty Shades of Grey? And you know who's in it? Ben Willard's in it! I've got a massive list of movies. I have got 17 different movies. And I have worked really hard today tracking down. He did a riff tracks. Yeah. Didn't even know this. He did a riff tracks with Mike. They make fun of Missile to the Moon. And like the and like and like the movie starts and immediately hears that Fred Willard voice going, "Okay, let's get this started. Let's get this missile to the moon. We could be done with this film in fifteen minutes." <laughs> it's like, God damn it, Fred Willard, you are everywhere. So that's what we're doing. Twenty twenty, the summer of Fred Willard. We might see a movie where he's starring. We might see a movie where he's co-starring. I've never seen a Harold and Kumar movie before. This will be fun. You have not seen a Harold and Kumar movie? I haven't seen a single one. Because I well, wasn't there only into two. <laughs> we before. Yeah. No. There's Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay. And that weird Harold and Kumar Christmas movie. Yeah, but that's in 3D. It doesn't count. I can't watch it. Nah, okay. Okay. I have that, but I can't watch it. It doesn't fucking count. Do you have the Harold and Kumar movies? Yeah. Do you have all three of them? Uh, yes, I do. Great. Then fuck it. We were going to do a mighty wind, but I'm having a hard time uh, uploading it to my to the uh, shared cough cough. So fuck it. Next week, we're doing Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Okay. 2004. Fred Willard. We are gonna, we are gonna, we are gonna send him off in a good freaking way. Good, you know. Good. I, I, gonna... I am proud of this. Uh, the, a better way to spend the summer cannot cannot be had than honoring the death of Fred Willard. 
I got moving violations. I haven't seen that this century. <laughs> but when I was like, but when I was like in junior high and high school, that movie was the shit. God, I love moving violations. So ex- so excited for some of these movies. I have I've never seen America Thon all the way through. No. As a ch- no, but as a child who was born in the 70s and was raised during the 80s, America Thon, it felt like once a once or twice a month it was on TV. Yeah. Throughout the entire 80s, America Thon was just almost always on. You you have never seen Meatloaf fight a car? No, I have. I I've seen bits and pieces of it throughout the years, but I never sat down and watched it. I know what it's about. I know that Jack Tripper's in it. I, know, I, I believe I, he I, was president, and he lived in a station wagon. If I'm and if I'm not mistaken, I think Jay Leno fights an old person or something. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but I'm really excited for the summer of Fred Willard. Yes. We might see Wally again. (laughs) Because that's that's one of the weirdest parts. That's one of the weirdest roles he was ever in, was as the only live-action person in a completely animated Disney movie. That's really (laughs) freaking weird. Yes. And I, I, I got a copy of Salem's Lot too. So so I got I've 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 got a lot here on my list. Yeah, Salem's Lot I, I have, got... so I'm ready to roll with that if we're going to. Yeah. But next week, Harold and Kumar go to White. I didn't see it because what that came out in two thousand and four and like I wasn't into weed then. And as such, I stayed away from weed comedy. So when Harold and Kumar go to White Castle came out, I was like, eh, I don't, I don't subscribe to high times. Maybe I'll sit this one out. And I always felt bad about that. And especially now that I, that I, that I do weeding, I don't know the lingo, but like now that I've got my freaking medicinal license, like, oh, sure. I'll I'll take a few hits from from Natasha and sit down and watch Harold and Kumar. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Yes. I am in the right point to do this. <laughs> so I'm super excited. So that's next week. Next week, we will be discussing Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Hooray! 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 But now that I'm looking back at this episode, oh man, the highs and the lows, VHS, Coles becoming a hotbed of the coronavirus, the animated show Close Enough, Becky Lynch is pregnant. What an exciting episode this has been. Not yes, forget it has. the amazing I wrote that made everyone cry. I gotta say, I think that this week has been a pretty good episode. This has been a damn good episode. Okay, good. I fe- I feel the same way. I share your uh, review. It's just I didn't want to step on your toes or anything like that. But yes, I, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, 
I am Bunny Williams. And on behalf of Natasha, on behalf of Natasha and Maxwell and Eleanor, and Bella and everybody else in the house, this is Reverend Steve. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you do waffles and poopy tuts. And you cakes. Thanks, Eleanor. Do 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 do